It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. And you don't stop. And you don't stop. Never eat your pig because your pig is a cop. I got the rap patrol on the gap. Like a soundtrack, I wrote to the beat when the streets keep calling. Heard it when I was sleeping. T-O-N-P-T-O-N, my city, mama in the streets. This is my part, nobody else speaks. Keep it lead up in my cup. You leave 
on the scene, crispy and clean. It was all a dream. It wasn't even close to Halloween. When the MCs came, tell them about the name. Went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain. Eating whack rappers alive, shit out chains. Westside, when we rock, come equipped with game. Look, homie, I done came up and I ain't gonna Oh, yeah. 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 I don't mean to hold you up, but I got something to say. Come on. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Play your haters, get away. On my leg, we'll spray. Cause this type of shit, it happens every day. And I would never stop. Because I just can't quit. Man-made color bands, I push miracle whips. I travel around. I'm the new fool in town. I'm the young Harlem nigga with the Goldie sound. Get down, down. When I came to get down. Get down, girl, don't hear the damn. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to So Bad It's Good. This is your Wednesday episode. Um, no, it's wait, it's Thursday. Oh my God, we're okay. <laughs> it's going to be Thursday today. Very exciting, which means we only have one more day. And of course, on Friday, we'll be doing the full Real Housewives of Beverly Hills uh, solo recap. I cannot wait. I am Diana. How is everybody doing? I'm so excited because uh, her and her uh, boyfriend, husband, the guy she has a kid with, Asher, they threw a holiday party tonight and the return of Kathy Hilton. So I can't wait to talk about all of that with you guys on Friday. Um, today, we have a guest that I am beyond excited for. If you've been listening to my Ultimate Girls Trip recaps over on the Patreon, I think you know this uh, person in particular that our guest today, I have fallen madly in love with. Her name is Phaedra Parks, uh, and I believe she is the breakout star of the second season of Ultimate Girls Trip. Now, she, we get to talk to her for a little over, like I think, like 23 minutes, and she was just delightful, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. But regardless, it was just exciting for me to, to have that experience. I was like, ooh, look at me talking to Oscar winners. Like, that's how, to me, that's like talking to Meryl Streep or somebody. I was like, wow. And she looked beautiful. I think the interview is going to be up on YouTube as well if you want to Look how pretty she looked. She was like really gussied up. Uh, I actually even wore a sports jacket. I was just trying to, you know, put a little extra into it. You know, not slovenly like I usually dress. Uh, how are you guys doing? Have you had a, a good week so far? I, I sure hope so. Um, let me tell you a couple of things before we get into today's interview. Is that, uh, <laughs> dude, so today I talked to a, a guest I talked to Shep Rose today from Southern Charm, and I talked to him this morning, and then this afternoon, we got word that uh, Shep and Taylor uh, broke up. They, they, they broke it off after two years, and um, I had just spoken with him. I had just spoken with him, and we, you know, you'll see the interview, but it, 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 it was just, if I go back and know the information I know now... It's really fascinating to listen back to the interview. Uh, you guys will see. That'll be out on Tuesday, but it was really, I mean, I, I'm sad that I had to talk to him on a day that he was probably really bummed out, 
But what I mean, and I might have asked him if he wanted to do mushrooms with me, which now looking back, it just but maybe he needs that needs to cut loose a little bit. Jeez, Louise, um, your boy went to the opening of Schwartz and Sandy's last night, the new Tom and Tom iteration. You got the the Tom Tom, and now you have the Schwartz and Sandy's. And it was kind of like they did with Tom Tom, where they had a daily mail party that they had to be ready for. So the actual bar. Uh, is not going to be open on a daily basis yet. Um, I know it's coming soon, like really soon. Um, and I'll let you guys know as soon as that information gets out. But it, you know, it was really, listen, that geek in me, well, you know, it's great. My, we got invited, but Sandoval was like, oh yeah, just, um, text me when you're outside. And, you know, when you, you text him, I'm like, oh man, that's, that's tough. Like what if he, what if he's going to be not checking his phone because he's going to be filming scenes for Vanderpump Rules, I bet, you know, and me and my roommate went and, uh, we got there and I, <laughs> it was like the first 10 minutes was like panic where it was like, oh my God, are we just not going to get it? Like it, it, it took you back to like high school, not being invited to a party or something. You're like, okay, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just wait out of here. And like, you're like trying to look at your phone. Like, oh, I'm just typing random strangers. Uh, yep. yep this, I'm, I'm meant to be out here, you know? Uh, and then uh, Ariana and those guys came out and it was all good, but the inside is beautiful. The, I, I posted this in a post on my Instagram the wallpaper, listen, I'm not even a wallpaper guy. I wouldn't even know the first thing about wallpaper. But what I do know is the wallpaper at Schwartz and Sandy's is insanely cool. It's like elephants. And then there's like these kind of like alcoves, like, like kind of like where like Romeo and Juliet, like Romeo, Romeo. What? You know what I'm saying? Like it was like a, I don't know what they call it. Like it's a room up top, but they have all these like flowers coming out of it. And then there's like weird paintings and all these different booths. And in the bathroom, there's like this weird light display mirror. And, uh, it's a, it really is a trippy experience. Um, so I, there were a couple of things like it's, it's not huge. So, you know, me being, you know, trying to be Mr. Businessman, I'm like, how are they going to make their money if they need to sell as many drinks? And I'm like counting. I think it's like the capacity is, probably definitely under a hundred the dj booth dj james kennedy was in but it wasn't really a booth per se so i'm curious if that still is is being fixed but uh dj james kennedy was on the ones and twos doing what he does best i did not hear top man last night so maybe he played that before i got in uh but his girlfriend was there his new girlfriend raquel was there peter was there uh of course the two toms katie maloney was there lala was there uh Ariana, Sheena, Brock. Am I missing anybody? Charlie was not there, but I know Charlie is on the show, but I think she I think she possibly gets to come and go here and there when she wants to, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I just know she wasn't there and that sucked. Um the drinks were really good. I didn't see a final bar menu, but the drinks that we had and they were doing like these espresso shots, which were really, really good. So, uh, oh yeah, Lisa Vanderpump was there. Ken was there. And there was that aspect where I was like, she kind of like now checking out the competition of like, who's going to dare take Lisa Vanderpump, her bar empire, not Tom and Tom, no tough titties. It's not happening. Um, so who knows what that plot line will be, but it was really cool. I got to watch them turn off the Schwartz and Sandy sign for the first time at night. And I got a picture of that. And I, dude, you guys, that sounds serious. But then I was like, man, I'm like, I'm like a reality show Forrest Gump. 
where I'm just here for some, <laughs> some of the most important memories in reality show history. No, it was like, that's how sad my life is sometimes where I was like, remember this. You're going to want to remember this, Ryan. Take a look at that. That's beautiful. Uh, they went on and kept partying at this bar, Birds, who, uh, which I used to go to all the time when I was at Upright Citizens Brigade, the uh, improv theater, which is right next to Birds and really close to Schwartz and Sandy's. And they kept going, like Schwartz and all. I left in an Uber and put out last night's episode and knew I had a busy day today. So, But, I, but they kept partying, man. Those guys were like, I think, going at it partying until like four in the morning or something so uh good for them successful first night but i was also thinking you guys i've seen like two vanderpump rules thing in the last week filming like i i couldn't do that i don't i do not have the stamina for that anymore you know what i'm saying like they're going out like it seems like they're shooting seven days a week and every night's like this big function where you have to look like what is the fucking odds of any like i i can't look good two nights in a row like, if I can get out one night where I'm, like, a solid C, that's good. But then to repeat that, you can't do two Cs in a row. I'll go CF every time, baby. You know what I'm saying? And I'm giving, you know, C, we could go into a B minus even. But you know what I'm saying? Like, to do that seven nights, to put, like, different outfits on each night and have each one be a look because you know it's going to be potentially talked about on the reality show. But, like, what was that look she was wearing? Um... I didn't get to see, like, I saw Lala talking and all that. I knew there was some beef between her and Schwartz, but I didn't see that last night. There was a lot of different iterations of scenes being filmed at the table between, like, Sheena and Ariana. And I saw a scene with Ariana and Lisa. And then I saw a scene with Ariana and Tom where she was proud that he was opening, you know, the, the Schwartz and Sandys. And I do, to this day, it is so trippy because it's like these people really do mean these things. You know, it is reality, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you really sit there and think about it, it's a real big trip because you sometimes wonder, not, like, almost they always, you know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, they fully think they're always acting real. It's just that they're real is on a reality show. So, like, it almost might make their personalities little more extreme and a little different than any of ours. So like each moment in their lives is kind of like a moment you would see on TV. And I think about that in nature of not only the show, but when they're in the off season of a reality series, like, are they still this dramatic? And if you'd use the Vanderpump rules cast as an example, they are. I mean, today I was reading, we're still going on to this Stassi, Bo, Jax, Brittany, stupid fucking wedding invite thing. Like, cause then Brittany went on Sheena's podcast to talk about how Stassi's not talking to her anymore. And then supposedly Stassi mailed back the money or Venmoed Brittany back the money that Brittany had given her to like to buy the food at Sheena's wedding since they didn't come. And then Stassi was like, just sent it right back to Brittany. And I'm like, you guys, like, once again, this is what I say every week. You guys aren't even on this show. And this could be one of the more interesting storylines of season 10. And no, we're not going to see any of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? When these, I'm like, you guys just now act like you're in a reality series, even if you're not. So every piece of your life has some weird kind of drama to it, whether it be Jackson, Brittany or Stassi and Bo. Like, you know, couldn't you see that as a storyline? Couldn't you see that? I mean, I can totally visualize it. So my hope, though, is that there's enough 
in season 10 of Vanderpump Rules. I mean, because I saw DJ James Kennedy with his girlfriend last night, his new girlfriend. I, you know, Raquel obviously was there as well. Um, so we know we have that whole situation. I don't know if that's going to be something. Then, of course, you have Sheena and Brock getting married. And you know how Sheena is about her weddings. I mean, these are like a big deal. So I know there's going to be a destination wedding for that. We have Tom Sandoval and his band, uh, which play, by the way, this Saturday night. Um, I'll have more information, uh, I think, on my Instagram tomorrow. Um, but you can get tickets right now. Uh, or you can email so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. I'll be reaching out to people that win the tickets uh, on Friday for Saturday's show. Um, so we'll have that storyline. Of course, we'll have the Schwartz and Katie storyline where uh, obviously they're divorced and they sold their house today. Somebody did buy their house already. I think it sold for like 2.4 or $2.8 million, which just scares me, though, to sometimes to think of Schwartz with that kind of money. You know, he's just like, uh, I'll take the Bud Light premium. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, um, uh, Schwartz, we split that money. I got 1.4, you got 1.4. I still have 1.4. You have how much? Uh, $30,000. I have $30,000 left of the E1. You know, <laughs> just like, but I lived, baby. For that three-month period of time, I lived. Um, so we'll have that. Of course, we'll have probably the hijinks of whatever Schwartz and Sandy's entails. I don't know if we're going to have a spinoff from that. So keep your eye on that kind of stuff. Supposedly, I'm hearing rumors that there's a Peter Raquel uh, dating situation happening, but I think that potentially is over. And then, there, of course, Raquel was supposedly uh, had something with Nima from Shaw's, so who knows there. But the thing is, you would think, oh, man, this is so crazy that some of these things seem kind of fake or potentially uh, amped up for reality shows. And I got to tell you, like, from, like, these are actually, like, this shit is real. Like, I, you know, I'm like, oh, there's no way that Raquel would be dating Nima, right? Like, that's too, too weird, right? Like, two Bravo shows, and, like, it turns out I'm wrong. Like, they did, or they are, or whatever. Mm. I'm trying to think what else would be interesting for you guys. Um, but it was exciting. I'm just kind of... Oh, oh yeah, uh, Kiki, Talk of Shame, uh, Kiki Monique, who's been on the show a bunch and has a great podcast and YouTube channel of her own. Her and her friend were there, so I met up with those guys. Had a blast. We were laughing our asses off. And I uh, photobombed their picture with Lisa Vanderpump, which was really one of the highlights of my life. If you want to see um, a genuine smile on my face, I suggest... Uh, Looking at my photo bomb of me in a Lisa Vanderpump photo with Kiki and her friend. Um, so, yeah, no, it was totally awesome. I was very, uh, I didn't want to go at first. I was like burnt from the weekend. And uh, I'm glad I did go. I'm glad I didn't party all night. Uh, so, I got to do both. And you know what, you guys, I'm glad I didn't party all night because I had my second workout with that private trainer. And you guys, I fucking Ralphed, man. Not there, but like when I got home, like I, you know, I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit. And by the way, if you're new to the show, you're like, who, why do we hear about this guy and his, his lack of muscles? Well, folks, that's just, the show's weird. We start with music. We do a bunch of different things. Use the timestamps if you want to skip right to the Phaedra interview. But a lot of us have been here from the beginning. So I'm just going to tell you. So last week I told you how like my muscles were like, are you kidding me? You expect us to work after two and a half years of you sitting on your ass. And I'll be like, that's COVID. And like, oh, that's not an excuse, man. I see guys that have actually worked out during the pandemic. It turns out I really wasn't one of them. So my my muscles and my bones last week were like, what the fuck? This was not the plan. And, uh, and then I went and hung out with my parents for my mom's birthday. 
And then, so I'm back in town and then we scheduled this appointment for today. And you know, I got to tell you guys, I was at Schwartz and Sandy's the night before. And that's what I kept thinking of like, oh man, don't get so drunk at Schwartz and Sandy's where you can't enjoy uh, working on your muscles, you know, because it's a private trainer. So, and no matter what you want to, at least in my mind, you always want to impress a private trainer. You want them to be like, wow, I'm not just coaching. I'm not coaching some nerd. I'm coaching a real athlete. Like, you know, in my head, even though I know that's just not the case, I like, I don't want him to be. You know, when he goes home and tells his wife or something and, and, uh, he's like, Oh, I'm <clears throat> catching a, uh, I'm coaching a real special help case. This guy does not know how to put two feet in front of the other. Like you want him going like, Oh honey, you look like you had a good day at work. And he's like, I trained a real special kid today, you know? And, uh, it's not every day as a private trainer, you get to do that. So unfortunately he's not going to be telling his wife any of that um in fact i try to make conversation with him just so the workout can slow down because i like i'll be like hey football you say what 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 did you like about the old football or then i'll ask dumb questions that i know of like hey so what's considered a protein like what is what is that you know like i'm just fully asking just like just like trying to get as much air into my lungs which you would think I fucking talk all the time. How would there not be air in my lungs? But there was not air in my lungs, so I'm just like trying, like, oh, what's, what kind of carb intake do you have? Like, anyways, I got through the workout, but we were doing the fucking rope that you always see in the workout commercials, and but in slow motion with the two hands, and you're like doing the rope. I always thought those were in like just 24-hour fitness commercials, but it turns out that's an actual workout, and I was doing that, and then part of me was like felt nauseous, and then part of me kind of was laughing because it's like, look at me with these ropes, you know, like you just, <laughs> that's the bad boy of podcasting, thrusting these ropes up, you know, like, so we were doing that, we were doing like, these things where I had to sit down on this bench with like 50 pounds of weight and then stand up and then lift the 50 pounds above my head and then sit back down and like rinse, repeat over and over again. And I do like three sets of all these exercises. It's horrible, you guys. And my whole thing, like, so I was like, it's just an hour, man. It's just an hour. Like, do you guys ever do that when you're like, like, okay, at this point we know how time moves. And uh, if you just say it's just an hour, you know, time is constantly moving forward Every second that I'm even speaking, we're closer to the hour being over. But you uh, <laughs> you get in there, and then, like, I swear, like, 15 minutes in, I was like, well, that's been a good hour, and it was 15 minutes. And I was like, no. And then 30 minutes in, I was like, okay, just listen. You're not going to finish what we call strong, but let's try not to pass out in front of this trainer. Let's really do our best you know, and you can just tell I'm winded and I'm just trying. And then we get to like 45 minutes and we had completed like the, the, and he goes, okay, just a couple, two more. We get two more exercises. And I'm like, two more? And I was like, because you're, you're kind of praying to that one of the exercises is like, like meditation or something of like the, the, the thing that builds the muscles most is when you uh, meditate on strong muscles. And you know what I'm saying? Like you like a lay down exercise. Where you're just like a good nap is an exercise that gets you know you know how important rest is, um, but it wasn't. It was like two actually other exercises. And then I was just like, oh my god. So now at this point, I've just kind of accepted like I'll pass out. If I pass out, like I pass out, but I don't pass out, you guys. But I will say, even the cool down exercises were hard for me, and those are cool down, you guys. Those are like cool down. You know what I'm saying? And so then I get in the car and uh, I like and first. 
like the walk to the car, man, you talk about a walk of shame. It's not like anything about sleeping with somebody the night before. The walk of shame is literally when your muscles are like, oh my God, are we on a public road? Like, like we're just, I, hey man, us as your muscles, we're just trying to get you to your Corolla and get in and get out. Uh, but it was, <laughs> do you ever do that where you have a short walk to your car and halfway through you're like, I give up, man. Just, uh, I guess this is my life now. This is where I live, in the middle of the street. I'm not moving any other muscle. But I get there, and then I get in, and my roommate was, like, working in the living room, and and uh, I just, I go in, and I was like, ugh, and I just walk uh, past the living room and into my bedroom, and I just, like, face plant on the bed like a man, you know, like a strong man that is, like, and obviously, in retrospect, I'm thinking, I was probably that dad because it was just like my muscles were regenerating, you know, like I was becoming so ripped from that, ex- you know, like that's my own, like, oh my God, I must be hurting so bad because the muscles are going to be so big that I'm building, you know, it's like the first, like the first brick or whatever, whatever the fucking Statue of Liberty is made out of, like the first thing in that, you know, but you knew it was going to become the Statue of Liberty one day. And to me, I'm not comparing my body necessarily to the great lady of Liberty, what I am saying, it's a big statue, and that's eventually what I hope to be. So I did that, but then I'm like, oh no, now I'm getting nauseous. And uh, I gotta do, like, I mean, do you know how sad you are with yourself when you literally like get nauseous and you not, you know, you're just like, oh my God, that just came from using your body. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used my, my body got sick because I used it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Anyway, so I'll be going back on Friday, which I don't know if my muscle, like, I'm also scared. It's one of those things, like, when you, it's like I imagine, like, a werewolf on, like, a full moon. Like, the guy goes to sleep. No, he's going to, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to turn into a werewolf tonight, you know? And for me, I'm, like, going to sleep tonight knowing that I could potentially not be able to move tomorrow. So you're like, how does this work? Like, if I wake up and I can't move my body, do I just roll places? Like, how do I, I've got a couple things I need to do. Do people come out to the car and get me? Like... I don't know, you guys. I'm just telling you, working out is not all it's cracked up to be. (laughs) Um, Okay, you guys. Uh, Oh, that's what it was, you guys. Uh, Big, big news over at Bravo. I mean, we've kind of already heard this now, I feel like, for three weeks in a row. But we've got official confirmation. Finally, thank you, Lord, that uh, Tamara Judge is coming back. To the OC, and they start filming next week, folks. That is right. Uh, so, on Watch What Happens Live tonight, uh, you had Sutton and uh, uh, one of the Real Housewives of Dubai ladies, and you had uh, Tamara. There was like a doorbell, and Andy's like, What? You know, in that over animated Andy way. And Tamara comes out, you guys, in this like kind of purple cat suit number where I can see, like, she kind of looks like I would imagine like a Batman villain from. You know, the Batman and Robin one, the, the really bad one, where it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, like, just freeze, the Iceman cometh. Oh, the dumbest movie ever. And then she walks past Andy, and there's a bowl of oranges, you guys, and she takes one out. She, oh, she takes an orange out, you guys, big time. And she starts giving, like, a Batman villain speech. No, she doesn't do that, but she is, uh, she says, all rise, the judge is back. And dramas in session. The judge is back and dramas in session. My God, would you ever... Would you ever trust Tamara to do... Would you, would you ever trust Tamara to be a judge? 
Oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing? That's a job that I wonder if her agents ever tried to put her up for, like a judge on like AGT, like America's Got Talent or something. And her only qualification is that her last name is Judge. She's like, I usually am a pretty poor decision maker, but my last name is Judge. And that's why I'll be judging all the contestants tonight. So she is back. Very exciting news. Now, of course, Tamara was on this season of Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that I do this on the Patreon, all the recaps, but I have grown over these last six episodes. Today will be the final episode, and that will be going up on the Patreon later. But I really, uh, I think I had great moments with each one of these ladies. I appreciated them. Um, each one of them had kind of brought something special to the table. And I know that sounds ridiculous, uh, but these shows, I really, really want them to keep going. I think these are getting better. And I think I turned my nose down at season two at first and then turned out to love it. And one of the reasons why I do love it is because of Phaedra Parks. Of course, we knew her from all of her seasons on Real Housewives of Atlanta, but we missed her for a long time. And, you know, of course, the drama that was involved in her exit from Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, is debated. I mean, like uh, Phaedra has a very different, uh, I think, viewing of it than some of the fans do and, and all of that. But I will say what we get to see on Ultimate Girls Trip, she's a true joy. I mean, this is, I mean, like, weirdly, like a comic powerhouse. The Yoni Egg talking head, you guys, where Phaedra's like, uh, yeah, I put a Yoni yoni egg up there. It, it, <laughs> and then it eventually came out. And then I went to a Target, and I met a man. We started dating. We went on dates for three weeks, but then I found out he worships Satan. And I'm like, what is, who does that good of a talking head? I mean, that is Shakespeare in the flesh, you guys. And I wish I was even joking about that. But, like, it truly is. The journey that that talking head took me through, it, I mean, it's mystical. It's like Lord of the Rings. You're dealing with a powerhouse housewife, somebody that was actually at the center, not of the drama, but of, like, people uh, being nice to each other on that show, kind of bringing people together. In fact, this episode six, um, you know, she brought Dorinda back into the fold and kind of made everybody work out their issues. And I thought it was just really, really cool. Um so it was just such an honor and uh, to talk to her. Um, I didn't get to ask nearly all any of the stuff that I really wanted to ask, and I kind of went where uh, I don't know. We just had fun. I had fun. Uh, there's some serious moments in here, um, but I also want to say too how these work is that you get this through Bravo PR, and they are really had they've been really really nice to us and uh lately and i I just i really really appreciate that now you always ask or i always ask before i start an interview if i get to talk to one of these pr people um you know is there anything to stay away from is there anything that you don't because listen this isn't like i'm not oprah or something you know like if i if i sneak attack some guest if they tell me don't talk about this and then all of a sudden my first question is about that then i'm an asshole and i never want to be that because Regardless of getting the quote unquote the best tea in the world, I love these people for who they are. You know, is that I would actually listen to them talk about anything. And we do get really good information in this. But more importantly, you're being able to have like a moment with this person. And I just think they're interesting no matter what they're saying. So I hope you guys feel the same way. Uh, having said that, she brings up or hints at Atlanta sometimes. And I was told to stay away from Atlanta. And I know she had done an interview with Bryce Sander earlier where he did ask her a bunch of Atlanta things. So I know maybe by the time it got to me, um, it, you know, you don't want to keep beating a very sensitive subject and I would never want to 
disrespect anything, but she does hint at Atlanta. She does, of course, talk about wanting to go back to Dubai. In fact, she talks about getting a house in Dubai, which was really exciting news and would go back on Real Housewives of Dubai in a heartbeat. So I'm kind of curious if there truly is potentially a done deal or something in the works over there. And I don't know how much it depends on the ratings of the first season. So we will see. Um, uh, So I'm going to do the commercial right now. And we're going to come back and it's going to be the one and only, the beautiful Phaedra Parks. And I'll talk to you guys on Friday for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers... First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? 
Recently, the big flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow the big flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Folks, now is the part of the show that's my favorite. I get to talk about our sponsors this week, and we have two returning sponsors. Our first is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. Now, you guys know how much I love Splendid Spoon. In fact, they came in clutch a couple of weeks ago uh, because I had... uh, I had the the COVID and you know, you want to talk about easy, healthy, amazing, tasty food that you can make for yourself when you are the only one around to be with yourself that's supposed to, uh, you know, make food for you. It was me and Splendid Spoon came in so clutch. Um, when the weather is warm, you can't help but go out and explore um, and you got to refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best. With Splendid Spoon, you can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. And folks, I'm literally telling you just minutes. Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat plant-based meals, smoothies, and juices right to your door. Um, So my experience has been amazing. And I want to say, when I say plant-based meals, like I feel all cool when I say that because I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I got to tell you, you don't like, it wasn't one of those things of like, I'm eating vegan or vegetarian. Like I got to tell you, like it wasn't even something that crossed my mind because the food was so damn good. It easily fit into my daily routine. This is the second time I have done the whole week of Splendid Spoon. One time, of course I was sick with COVID, but the time before that it fits so easily into my daily routine of actually going out and doing things. Um, they have, uh, they have these like, uh, dishes that, uh, you you know, like this uh, spaghetti squash dish. They have a tiki masala. They have uh, smoothies. They have power shots, a little cayenne pepper thrown in there that you can shoot back and it boosts your metabolism. I mean, we're talking truly unique dishes and experiences for your palate on a daily basis. And you feel great, you feel full, and they are delicious. But let me try to inspire you a little bit more because these meals are shipped right to your door, ready to enjoy in just minutes. It takes the work out of eating healthy. Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. You can go directly on their website. They have so many options to choose from. In fact, they tried to hit me with these other options and I was like, you know what? I want this, this, and this instead. And it was so easy to make those changes. Every single meal, like I said, is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. And you can enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, and cauliflower tikka soup. That's what I was talking about. That is awesome. You have 50 choices, and they're constantly rotating their menu. There's always new dishes to try. So stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad. And once again, 
Remember, you've got to invest a little bit in your health, a little bit in the comfort of your life. You don't want to be spending all day in the kitchen in any sense. Why not leave that to the experts and just, uh, you know, a couple minutes and you've got a delicious meal that you know is healthy. I'm trying to put my best foot forward right now in terms of health. I told you about hiring a trainer last week. Splendid Spoon fits right into that. Uh, now, our second sponsor fits right into that as well. This is my second month uh, using their product. It is Just Thrive. Um, so thanks to our modern world, it's impossible to cut out all of the stress. Believe me, I think we all know that. From turning on the daily news to juggling the work-life balance to scrolling through social media, stress is there. The solution then isn't to stop or avoid it, but instead find effective ways to manage it. Just Calm, the brand new product from Just Thrive, Just Thrive is the company, you guys, represents a revolutionary new approach to uplifting your body, mind, and soul naturally. Just Calm has been clinically proven in multiple studies to help reduce perceived stress, balance cortisol, improve sleep quality, and even encourage focus and flow. And for unbeatable stress management, I've been pairing Just Calm with Just Thrive spore-based probiotic. By the way, that's the sexiest phrase I'll ever say, spore-based probiotic. Here's why. Okay. We've all heard the term gut instinct or the gut-brain connection, but that connection is more powerful than you think. Your gut and brain talk to each other, sending signals all day long. A healthy gut isn't just crucial for immune and digestive health. It's also one of the best ways to beat stress long-term. By giving your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs to thrive, Just Thrive Probiotic not only supports your best gut health, it creates the perfect foundation for Just Calm to perform at maximum strength. And when your gut is happy and your stress is under control, you'll be able to keep calm and win the day every day. So right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SOBAD at checkout. Um, I'm going to put all that information on the show notes as well, folks. But do me a favor. Go and check it out for yourself. See if you want to... uh, uh, See if you want to experiment with it. But I have been doing it the last two months, and I really, truly am... My health is of utmost concern right now and just thrive and splendid spoon are two things that I'm so proud to actually talk about because these are things that actually do help me and I think can help you as well. Uh, remember just go even check it out for the benefit of the show. These things really do help. And I, uh, I really do like both of these companies. Today, we have someone I am so beyond excited to be in the presence of. If you've been listening to my Girl Trip recaps, you know that I have fallen in love with one lady, and it gets more intense each episode. Uh, she's turned out to be the voice of the voice of reason in this cast. Her talking heads make me laugh on a daily basis. I just keep repeating them in my head. She's not only the star of Girl's Trip. You've seen her in the past in Atlanta. She's also a mother, an attorney, a woman of faith, an author, an actress, and even a mortician. And she has the best wigs or units in the game, the one and only Phaedra Parks. How are you? I am awesome. That was an introduction. I love it. Oh I could have kept going. You, There's like a, I kept reading facts about you and I was like, I have 20 minutes. There's no way I can get like, you have done everything and now you're back on our screens and it truly is something. How are you holding up? I guess is after dealing with all of these ladies, I, I was going to ask if you made it past the seventh episode, which is the season finale, but you're in front of me. So I know you did. <laughs> yes, I made it. I mean, it was a great experience for me. I mean, but 
I survived seven <laughs> years prior to this. And let me tell you, the Atlanta franchise is way harder than the ultimate girls trip. So if you could. That's like training with weights on almost. Like, like uh, going to Nicaragua and uh, with <laughs> whole, uh, automatic weapons. So, yeah. So this was a, a breeze for me. This was a walk in the park. Uh, was there any, so there wasn't any trepidation when you got approached to be on the show because a lot of people have been asking your, asking for your return for so long. We finally got to see it. Was there any hesitation in saying yes? Well, you know, Andy and I have been friends for ooh, almost possibly almost close to two decades. So I knew him prior to the housewives. And so um, even after I made my exit from Atlanta, we stayed in touch and, and he always said, hey, we're going to find the right fit for you. And so when he called me about this, he says, this is something you cannot turn down. This is going to be perfect. And then he said vacation. And in the midst of COVID, <laughs> who wouldn't say yes to a vacation? Especially <laughs> yeah. if they have young kids. Well, I mean, that was great too. actually seeing that moment a couple episodes ago where you had to take a break to take a phone call from your child to actually take away uh, some technology, which I thought was great. Like you can be a housewife at Bluestone Manor, but you are always going to be a mother. I thought that was such That's a great right. moment. Mm-hmm. And these kids and that technology, they they are glued to the phones and the games more than anything. So that is like the best way to get their attention is no technology. But dealing with your kids and then dealing with the kids that are the housewives, I mean, you had Jill Zarin, Vicky, Tamara, all of these people. Was it just another group of kids that you're already used to dealing with because you raised two kids? It's definitely different when you're dealing with women. And I think anyone, and I we talked about this, anyone that has been a housewife, there's a certain level of PTSD that you have after leaving the housewives because it is truly an experience that can be exhilarating, but at the same time, very harmful to your emotional well-being. And so I recognize that because obviously I went through it. And so you always have to take people at face value because you know that what you see on TV is not always accurate. And, you know, you, you know, from, I know from being a housewife that it is definitely more than a notion. It is, it's serious. It's like intense boot camp. Well, I mean, and just, I mean, I, I know, I don't know if you've, felt the love from all of the fans to have you back on screen, but sometimes that can even be dangerous of not believing it and, you know, not buying into your own legend because I, I feel like everybody's like Phaedra, Phaedra, Phaedra. Was it really nice to have that kind of adulation again? Because you, you know, kind of are the star of this right now. Well, you know, it, it really felt good because um, sometimes you doubt yourself when you've been on these shows, because for as many nice comments, you equally have the mean people. Yeah. Controlling. And so, you know, you have to be very well grounded to really survive. You have to have some really thick skin because people are mean and, you know, they get behind these these screens and they turn into like the meanest people in the world because, you know, you can't put a face to them. Yeah. So, it you know, I felt good that people. Uh, people were really happy to see me back and all the sweet things that they were saying. But at the same time, you get people as, oh, they hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, why put so much energy into a stranger? You know, you really it's a hobby it. now for some people. Um, you you took all the ladies to a winery in a couple episodes ago and you opened up and you had read a Bible passage, which was really yeah. fitting. And you actually did the impossible, which was bring all the ladies together after we had seen five episodes of just pure insanity. And it was this really beautiful luncheon that started with that. I mean, 
obviously that plays a huge part in your daily life uh, of, of your spiritual experience yeah. and being able to share that with other people. I just thought it was such a beautiful moment. And did you realize you would kind of brought everybody together in that moment? Well, you know, I'm, I'm actually writing a meditation book because that's what really saved my life. Um, you know, after, you know, just the tumultuous stint on housewife and just going through so much um, in the public eye, you really have to be grounded in faith and you really have to have a prayer life, you know, whether you believe it's prayer, meditation, but you really have to have some sort of spiritual um, existence to even survive that because it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. So I wanted to share with them what it really brought me through tough moments. And that's my most favorite prayer book. Mine will be my most favorite um, as well. (laughs) That book really brought me through some very tough times. It was great to see you because it really did seem like you had this foundation, which everybody kind of depended on. I mean, you also had like some of the most insanely funny moments. I still repeat every, like since you've done it, the Yoni egg talking head where it was the the best talking head I've ever <laughs> experienced on a housewife show. And you guys know, I've like the Yoni egg. Then you went to target, you met a man, went on three dates. Unfortunately he worshiped the devil. Is I mean, that, I mean, who, how did that even come out of your, your mouth? And you, you, I mean, that was the best thing I've ever heard. Truth. It was so crazy. I mean, I thought the egg was really working in the right way. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm like, that egg must've been rotten on the inside because honey, it's <laughs> out there. But the boy, it it brought a beautiful man, but he was definitely not the right one. <laughs> you need to donate that yoni egg to Andy's Clubhouse. I think that is a legend now. Um, uh, I did read you're going to Bravo Con uh, in October. Are you excited about that experience of being able to be around the fans again? You know what? I'm super excited because I think um, the Bravo fans are diehard fans and you know, they love the series. They love the whole franchise of Housewives. And so I think it's going to be a great experience. And I really like to interact. And, you know, I'm on sites that allow fan interaction, but to be able to touch someone, give them a hug, you know, hopefully we're all vaccinated. (laughs) You know, everyone's well. (laughs) Um, Maybe, you know, we don't want too many Vickies in the room, but... um, (laughs) Well, well, I mean, know, what so, what I love, though, is your, your heart was open to everyone there and the experience um, yeah. coming out on the other side of that. Uh, have you kept I know everybody asked you this. Have you kept in touch or who have you kept in touch with? I mean, you had Taylor, Brandy, Eva, like who who do you still talk with? Well, we have a group chat that we talk on <laughs> constantly that the threads are just crazy. <laughs> but um, I talked to Dorinda every day. I talk to Brandy probably every other day. I talk, really, I talk to everybody like, uh, yeah, like, you know, for, they call me for advice and to settle down because we always have some madness going on in our group chat. I mean, are you, are you like that with your group chat as well? Is that you're the kind of uh, calming everything down in the group chat? But people will pick up the phone and say, did you see what so-and-so said to me in the chat? And so, yeah. Yeah. What's the experience for the ladies having watched this back? I mean, are you watching the full episodes back? And are there things that you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they left this whole thing out? Well, you know what? They did a good job. Barry Bernstein was the editor and she's a a woman. She's a single mom, just a great person. We had really great producers and they, you know, they left a few things out. But overall, they got the gist of it. And I think looking back, um, they did really a good job. And it's a few things that, uh, but I think 
because all of us are vets, we know what happens in the editing room. So we understand television, we understand what makes good TV, and we understand that you, you know, in order to be successful in any reality show, you've got to know that you've got to take some licks because that's just, that's just par for the course. I like that you talk about housewives and other housewives talk about it too, like, like a boxer, like being a boxer of like training to almost be in this kind of situation, it's but fine. also it trains you for life. You were already extremely successful before even Atlanta, but what did reality shows teach you that you're able to take into your daily life? Well, it taught me that, you know, um, the good thing it taught me, we'll go good then. You know, <laughs> every rose has its um, The beautiful thing about a platform like that is you do get the opportunity to influence so many people. And me being a, a Black woman from the South, um, I think I showed a lot of people that you really can, you know, be well-educated, have fun. And you can, you know, shoot for the stars. You know, I went back to school pregnant and everything and got my mortician degree. They watched me juggle the funeral home, the law firm, being a mom. And I think that was very encouraging. But then at the same time, they watched me go through a very tumultuous public divorce. And I think I handled it in a way that a lot, I got lots of mail from women that said, wow, I couldn't have done that, but you gave me strength to know that it can be done. And you can, you know, you can make it out on the other side and 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 really be whole. Because I think sometimes with women, unfortunately, we become so downtrodden, we, we can't make it out on the other side. And I think what I've learned is, is God will give you double for your trouble, honey. And he gave me <laughs> trouble for mine, so you you uh, talk about uh, you just started uh, or a little bit ago, you've been acting, actually, and that's where you had said yes. you had learned about your your beautiful units or your wigs. And I'm learning about them as well. <laughs> Is the acting bug bitten you? Are we going to be seeing you do more acting? Yes, actually, I'm headed to L.A. at the end of next month to record and um, to film a new movie. So I'm excited about that. And, you know, I, I like it because it's different. It's different from reality, because when you. When you're acting, everyone realizes that it's a role and, and the actors are very professional and they're no nonsense. They go in, you practice and hey, let's do it. And, you know, of course, in reality, even though, you know, your personality is personified for the camera because people think that that's how you are 24 hours out the day, as in what they see on TV, they can't make the distinction between that was for television versus you know, that's not how people really conduct themselves every day. You know? <laughs> um, if they ask you to do girls trip season four, right back at Bluestone Manor in. with the entire. Okay. That's what you even I'm didn't in. even let me finish. You I are completely in. You, I'm but completely. see, that's what you brought the myself. joy. I would, I would show up as a roving housewife on all of them, honey. Just let me pop up in the kitchen at every, at every ultimate girls trip because it's fun, but it's different people. And, you know, you can do anything for eight days and enjoy it. <laughs> well, I don't think Vicky could, but, you know, you definitely no, I don't could. know about Vicky now. Um, you kind of, uh, with Brandy, you kind of stood up. I, I don't want to have her be the underdog, but you and Eva especially kind of took to Brandy. And even when she would kind of go on her rants or something, you would really be understanding and try to kind of comfort or talk her through things. Was Brandy, why was Brandy special to you? Brandy's special to me because 
I always love the underdog because I feel like a lot of times I've been the underdog, especially in the careers I've chosen. You know, they don't expect women, people of color. So I've always been that person in the room that people thought shouldn't be there. And so with Brandy, um, we really connected because she's got two boys. I've got two boys. She went through a whole public split up, you know. And so when we talk, I realized that she's not really she's just misunderstood. I mean, she gets to drink and it just says anything versus some people are really have a bad spirit. She's, she's innocent. She's pure. Yeah, no, I mean, you actually made me reconsider my take on Brandy. I was like, oh, if Eva and Phaedra are like, I have to rethink how I approach Brandy. But it is interesting how none of these, uh, the drinking never seems to be like, that seems to be sometimes the issue, yet nobody accepts that that's the issue. Yeah. And I think, Everybody came in with these issues with Brandy. And so you can't fight everybody and you can't fight everybody alone. And so, you know, but the girls love to drink. Thank God. (laughs) Well, yeah, the uh, the Bluestone Manor whiskey. You said that the dark whiskey always uh, causes trouble. Um, It's bad. I know I only have a little bit of time with you, but I had a lot of people that were so excited that I talked to you. Uh, One girl said that. you are her husband's hall pass. So that's exciting news for you. Uh, they also wanted to know you had spoken about a gentleman that you, and I know you're very private with these things, which is great. Are you still dating the same gentleman? Um, you know what? <laughs> I gave him the blue. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's great. That leads into my next question. Will you marry me? That uh, will you marry with this? Uh, you know what? Um, a person, I'm not J-Lo. I don't always have to be attached to a penis. You know, I enjoy my life. I make good money. I just don't have to jump from. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm happy with myself and I, I like being with myself. I don't, you know, I'm like, I tell you, honey, I'm the cupcake, honey. Now you get a good man. He might be the sprinkles, but I'm good all by myself. So I mean, I would love a great guy, but I won't settle for anything. I just won't. I mean, I'm at a, a point in my life. I've built a fabulous life for me and my kids. And I just refuse to let anyone come in and disturb our peace, you know? And so you I are think- You so centered. It is, I mean, you truly are inspirational. This is like, um, <laughs> wait, when is the, uh, the your book coming out? Like, I know you're probably still finishing it, but well, that's the amazing. editor is on me now to send the, the, the last five- Little things I need to do, so yeah, it it will it will definitely be before BravoCon because I want to be able to bring it there. Oh, that would be amazing, actually. Um, did you talk to Tamara since her return to OC, and were you excited for her? Well, I talked to Tamara. We had a very long discussion over the weekend <laughs> and Sunday, and I love Tamara. I mean, and I, this is what I think was great about this ex wives club. It was very redemptive for a lot of us because. A lot of people left with bad taste in their mouth for the franchises and for what happened to them, whether they were fired, put on pause, whatever you want to call it. They had, you know, some bad vibes about it. And so this was redemptive in that it gave people the opportunity to speak their mind, to live in their truth, whatever it may be, and for the fans to see them again. And, you know, hopefully that opens up doors and opportunities for people. And, you know, I'm happy for everyone. And I, it was just good to see that, you know, Bravo is open to these shows that yeah. people to see us again and, and, you know, have fun and catch up with what we're doing. 
I mean, the funniest moment uh, for you in this experience, even watching it back, do you have one moment that you still laugh about that you were a part of? Unfortunately, the Dorinda being Brandy's mama. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, I I just, I I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is funny to watch your facial reactions in any scene because you kind of are the reliable narrator. And that's what I love is that I will then go back and rewatch the episodes kind of looking at you watching something and how you process information Mm -hmm. is great because you take your time and then you really say something that's either really meaningful or really, really funny that kind of cuts any tension. Um, uh, And but yeah, so I thought lesbian eyebrows, that was the second one. That we still have to figure funny. out what lesbian eyebrows look like, actually. It's I it's really up for discussion. And Brandy really won't tell us what that means. She just says she knows it when she sees it. <laughs> um, as we uh wind down here, we saw you on Real Housewives of Dubai. Is that something that you would actually pop back up for more of? Because was, it was another thing that we were like, dude, she's all of a sudden, I just really kind of feel this wave of like, you are just really, really great. And where you're at in your life right now, it just seems so centered where you come in and it just, it kind of just balances things out and puts a real big smile on all of our faces. Oh, that may, that is such a compliment. Thank you. But I love Dubai. I love the culture, um, you know, and it's very different from the States, but it's very opulent but at the same time, there's, you know, they are really grounded in their religious beliefs. And so I can appreciate the very conservative nature of the country. And so I enjoyed myself over there. My kids love it. And so we definitely look forward to buying our new property over there and returning for next season. Wow. That's truly amazing news. Uh, and finally, I don't think you could have ever predicted what reality shows would bring you or even your your careers and multiple careers. And now you're into acting. Is there one thing that you're like, I dare to dream? You know, like sometimes people would be like, I can't believe this is my life. And I look at your life and all the stuff you've done. I can't imagine that you imagined any of this. But are you just the biggest dreamer ever? And what would be the ultimate dream for you? Um, You know what? I don't know if I have any ultimate dreams, but I just live knowing there's nothing too hard for God and that I can have anything. And so, you know, every time someone says, no, that can't happen, I believe that it can. And so anything that I put my mind to, I usually do it very successfully. So it's not like I have a dream about something right now, because I went to every college in the world, I do believe. So I don't (laughs) need any more education. You know, I have thought about becoming a doctor. I know that sounds. See, crazy. that's what I'm saying. You're like this, this, this going. Like, I <laughs> feel like you're going to be a doctor. I heard that it wouldn't take me but three years to get that degree. But you're uh, going to be an astronaut or something. You're going to be an astronaut. You're going to go to the moon. You're going to probably run for some kind of government office again. I mean, I, I really think the sky's the limit. And I got to tell you, I know uh, is that you know my mom, she talks about uh, her faith and God a lot and stuff, and she's sick right now. And and I really, it was just, it, it's meant a lot to uh, see you on this show. And it, it really has brought such a smile to my face and uh, to a lot of the listeners and uh, of my pod, they, your number one was you to be able to speak to. So it is just a true honor Thank to be able you. to speak you to, you to you today. Well, God is still healing. He's still delivering and he's working miracles. And so I'll be praying for a miracle because a miracle is a quick work. Healing takes a process, but we'll we'll be praying for your mom to have a miracle, ah. a whole complete restoration. Oh, and and pray for my dad to not have a mangina. Oh, <laughs> a 
okay. We know any manjanas. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, the living legend, the one and only Phaedra Parks. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. Was that okay? Betches.